The Love Community Chapel presents Times of Refreshing with God's servant, Reverend George Aiku. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Stay tuned as you listen to God's word presented by Reverend George Aiku. clap offering. Just Glory. clap for the Lord. From your hearts. From the depth of your heart. Appreciate God. If you are healthy, if you are strong, you, are, you can move your legs. You can move your hands and clap your hands to the Lord. It's a gift from God. Yeah. Not many can move their legs. Not many can move their hands. If you can also eat, and be belly full. Give God the glory for that too. Amen. Amen. It's all the gift from God. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to the second service. The most fast and furious service. In the power of the Holy Ghost. Little two and some appreciate God. God for just a short time. Tell him I love you Lord. I love you Lord. I love you Lord. I love you Lord. Come on. Just thank the Lord and bless him. Mercy never fails. Just thank him, just thank him, just thank him, just thank the Lord. And all my days. Love him, love him, love him. I've been held. God has held your hands. All this week. From the moment that I wake up. Until I lay my head. I will sing all the goodness.
faithful Lord. You have been so, so good. All my, All my life, life, you have been so, 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 so good. With every breath, every breath that I am made. blessed to be here this morning. You are the apple of God's eye. You are in the heart of God and God thinks about you. He said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Other scripture says to give you a hope and a future. So as you sit here this morning, let me tell you, God thinks about you. God is thinking right now about you. No matter who you are, no matter your background, God thinks about you. If you get nothing from this message today, think about this, that God is thinking about me. Tell somebody, God is thinking about you. Now, our key scripture for this month which is titled um, Covenant with Creation is Deuteronomy 20, chapter 8, verse 18. Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. The, the title of the message is King, King, Covenant with Creation. And I want to recommend to you this book, Biblical with Creation, which I wrote. The things I'm teaching are coming from this book. You can get them. And then buy this one too. The law of sowing and reaping, it will be a blessing to you. Amen. Okay. And you shall remember the Lord your God. Because you can forget God. When God blesses you, then you damn God. Okay. You shall remember your God who gives you power. He, he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant, which is swore to your fathers as it is this day. Okay. Right. Amen. So, God is a covenant keeping God. I'm going very slow. Not, I'm not rushing. So, listen to me carefully. You know why? Teaching must be done such a way that it's like you are swallowing fufu. You understand that? How many of you eat fufu? Let me see one. Fufu eaters. Fufu, fufu company. Let me see you. Yes, yeah, yeah. You take one morsel at what a time. You follow it, it go grow, and then you waste what you take another one grow. So one by one, the food things. Amen. Any food you you are eating, take your time, eat well. Don't rush. Some eat watching television, Charlie, but take your time and enjoy and focus on the food, one after the other. So I'm teaching one after the other. Okay, so. We are talking about covenant with creation. Now, how to create wealth for yourself based on covenant. What's a covenant? An agreement. A legal agreement between two people or more. 
that says that if you do this for me, I'll do that for you. It's like marriage. It's a covenant. It's like employer and employee. It's a covenant. Amen. So, a covenant is very important. And the whole Bible is called Book of Covenant because Old Testament is called Old Testament, which is Old Covenant. The new is called a new covenant. So you can't be a good Christian without considering the covenant aspect of working with God, the aspect of Christianity. Are you with me? Yeah. Now, God says that we should remember it is he that gives the power to get wealth so that he may establish his covenant, an agreement he made with our fathers, our forefathers. So we must go back to what God agreed with our forefathers. We have to go there. You know why? Because God wants every one of his children to lead a dignified life. Yes. You must not lead a shameful life. In fact, every image of God, every human being must have the right to live well. Let's, for instance, even put God aside. Every human being made in God's image must live fine. You have to live fine. If God sees you living in a way which is not good, will you be happy? If you see your child wayward, will you be happy? In the same way, God is not happy to see human beings live in poverty, deep poverty, lack, abject poverty, and they are lacking and they don't have food to eat and they are sick. There's no money for cure. They can't go to the hospital. It is not the will of God for you. I'm telling you that. So if we put God aside, based on the material grounds, God wants humanity to live fine. Yes. So that, that is why God blesses us to be a blessing. It's so important. But you see, God has favorites. God has favorites. Despite the fact that we are people, everybody is God's child, God's creation, God has favorites. Exodus chapter 19 verse 5. Look at something there. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant. Have you seen that? Obedience and the covenant. This is very important. Obedience over there and keeping the covenant. Then, conclusion, you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. All people are important to God. Every human being you see in the world the person you see who is eating the gutter is important to God. The person you see begging for arms is important to God. However, God has some special people which we have to accept. For all the earth is mine. God says these special people shall be elevated above the other normal human being in the world. Why? Because of a covenant relationship with him once you agree to work with god god has vowed to elevate you promote you above 
the living standard of every human being in the world. Yes. So we have to come to terms with God. Amos 3 verse 3. If you want to work with God, you must agree with him. God is too big to agree with you because you are too finite. You are too sinful for God to come down and agree with you. Unless your agreement with him is based on his word. But can two work together unless they are agreed? They agree. So if you don't agree with God on his terms, there's nothing God can do about you. So now, in every covenant, there are responsibilities and duties to perform. God cannot lie. Can God lie? Can God say and not do it? No. When God says something, he will do it. So God has no problem at all with fulfilling his covenant. No, the problem is us. How to fulfill our part of the covenant. Amen. And we read that God says the fathers, the fathers, who are the fathers? Maybe I'll just show you one father, one progenitor, one pioneer of the covenant we have with God. His name is Abraham. Isaiah 51 verse 1 and verse 2. Go there. Okay. Listen to me. You who follow after righteousness, all of us ought to be righteous, following after God's righteousness. You see the Lord. I seek in the Lord. I seek in the Lord. Yes. Are you seeking the Lord? Yes. I'm seeking the Lord. So say yes. Amen. Look to the rock from which you were hewn. And to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. So there's somebody must look up to. Verse 2. Look to Abraham, your father. And to Sarah, who bore you? For I've called him alone and blessed him and increased him. So Abraham is an example of how God can bless, call somebody and bless him. I submit to you that God has called you to bless you. God has called you to shame you or disgrace you. If you're working in shame, it is on God's will. God has called you to dignify you. To live a life of dignity. Not begging. Not shameful life. A life of dignity. The God will look at you and say, yeah, man. That's my image going. That's my girl. That's my son. That's my boy. God will be proud of you. So look up to this man called Abraham as an example of how, how God can bless an individual. Amen. And I read verse 3, and it's so interesting. Verse 3 says that, look, for the Lord will comfort Zion, the church. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her, her wilderness like Eden. So God is taking us back to Eden life. That is God's will for you, Eden, paradise life. A life where you don't lack. Amen. And her desert like the garden of the Lord. You see, God's garden is a fruitful garden. And God desires you to be fruitful in life. Come on, say a big amen. amen. See, if it's good for you, prophesy to yourself. Say a big amen. amen. Every desert area 
every barren place of your life, receive fruitfulness. Be fruitful in your business. Be fruitful in your children. Be fruitful in your office, at the marketplace, the trading center, in your womb, in the work of your hands. Receive fruitfulness, la. That is God's ultimate purpose for you. To be fruitful. To be like Eden. So after me from today, I'm going to Eden life. Eden life. And it says that joy and gladness will be found there. These are things in Eden. And thanksgiving and the voice of melody. That's why in church we don't become sad. Don't come here with a sad face. As if you are carrying the whole of Africa on your head. The whole of uh, Aquatayman is on your head. Agnoga is on your head. Eh? Choco is on your head. Be thankful to God. A voice of melody, shout to God. Be joyful to, his, to, to Him. And be glad in the Lord. That is God's purpose for you, to be glad. And things that will make you glad, eating good, wearing good, living fine, these are things that will make you glad. So the God will look at you and say, that's my son. That's my girl. Hallelujah. Abraham, say Abraham. So what, what did God do with Abraham? There are 12 of Genesis, verse 1 to 3. It says, now the Lord has said to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you and make your name great. You shall be a blessing. And I'll bless those who bless you. And I'll curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Praise the Lord. So we must look at these steps Abraham took. Get out of your family. Some of you, you have been in the family for 30 years. I don't worship house. Look, you can't build a house if you live in your father's, your great-grandfather's house. You've been there for the last 30 years. You are still there. You are sitting, you are sleeping on the bed your great-grandfather slept on. Amen. From today, after here, think of moving the house. As long as you stay in that house, you can marry, you can build. When you be married, your wife will stay attached to you. You'll be at Bamprobi. Because you don't have enough space in the room. First child came, no problem. Second, no problem. Third, no problem. Put them at one corner. So when that day, mommy are making noise. I'm, I'm speaking problems. Kuchri, 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 kuchri. The one child got that daddy, daddy, demons are chasing me. No, not so demons. Daddy and mommy are making kuchri, kuchri. May God bless you to get your own house. Get your children their own rooms. If the secret things belong to children, the parents will be with them. No kuchri, kuchri, no kuchri, they won't hear anything. Come on, give us some praise. You know, study Abraham well. He was living under worship house. I can't bless you in that house unless you live. Some of you, God has blessing for you. But because you are living in that community and that house, the blessing has been seized till you leave. So Abraham had to leave the house. And then God said, now I'll make you great. 
I will bless you. And you shall be a blessing. So the covenant is that I will bless you. And you shall be. I will bless you. You shall be. Now, if you are living a life of um, um, hand to mouth, and nobody gets blessed by what you earn, you are too far from God's blessing. You must have some to share. That is blessing. Have enough to share. That is blessing. That is God's purpose for your life. Are you with me? So the blessings of God, word creation particularly, is supposed to bless people, promote God's kingdom, promote God's work in the world. You know, when you read this scripture, Abraham left, okay, in verse 4, Abraham left. But Abraham got to a place, look at verse 7 in verse 8. Abraham started getting God's blessings. What did he do with the blessing? And then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, to your descendants, I'll give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord. So Abraham began to build altars. What are altars? Places of worship. Like a chapel. Like a, a place to worship the Lord. He built altars. I'll bless you to build altars so people can come and worship me at the altars. Look at verse 8. Verse 8. And they moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. Here again. There he built a church, an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abraham was a church builder. Altar builder, building altars. Everywhere he went, he was building altars. Because he was blessed to be a blessing. Where people would come to the altar and sacrifice to God. Are you following me? Zechariah 1 verse 17. Why should you prosper? So that God's kingdom shall spread. Again, proclaim saying, that says the Lord of hosts. My cities shall again spread out through prosperity. So when you prosper, the church will plant more churches in every city. When you prosper, you give to support missions, to support church buildings. There are some church buildings we have to build for our branches. Last, early, early this year, we traveled to um, Bolugatanga to visit our churches. We built one church for them. Fine. It's there. And then, the other one we went to visit, they, they met under a tree. A big, a big tree. And we went there, clapped our hands, and sat on some trees. The children were sitting on some locks and some... It's so pathetic. So my wife and I came back and said, Charlie, let's build a, a chapel for them. So we started. Now we reached the lintel. My wife and I. And when we finish, we shall keep building more. Ah, you cry, I don't know. You have money. What, what do you do for? What is your money for? Some people don't like to push money into church. They don't, they don't want it. They can spend money on funerals, money on adorings, money on cars, flashy cars, but it comes to church. No. But your prosperity and your wealth will multiply more if you can become a kingdom promoter. Somebody building churches. Look, let me tell you, build one church before you die. I said what? 
build one church before you die. My city shall spread through prosperity. The Lord will again come for Zion and will choose Jerusalem. So our purpose of prosperity is to promote God's kingdom. Get the money and push it into God's kingdom. And the first did that. Yes, she did that. And I thank God for her life. And I'm praying that somebody from the family will come and see me and say, Apostle, your year no, Yasu. She's dead, she's gone. But somebody must continue to do that. Now, Abraham was a covenant practitioner. One was to build churches. One was to pay tight. Look at Genesis 14 from 18 coming down. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Looking at time. Okay. Let, 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 let's learn a few things. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high. There are many, many gods in the world, but there's a God most high. Yes, there are many, many gods in the world where people go and worship, but there's a most high God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. All the small gods some of you have been going to, Christians, after church, you are going to consult with some god somewhere. Hey, you, are a, you can't go to church, but who could swim? Not to bow to some God. They don't possess the earth. It's only Most High that possesses the earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hands, your hand. And He gave him a tithe of what? A tithe of what? Hear the story. Abraham's nephew was taken by some captors, and he had to mobilize some soldiers. 380 or soldiers to go and fight back for the king of Sodom because they attacked Sodom and got the people to them. So most Abraham had to go and fight to bring the people back. In every warfare, there are booties that things you win, gold, silver, and other things. So Abraham got so many things. When he came back, he paid tight of the things he won from the war. Tight of all, not some. Some of us pay tight of some. Only your salary. But how about the person gave you 2,000 the other time? You count all. Somebody gave you 200, mark it down. 100 cities, mark it down. Uh, 10,000 cities, mark it down. And you pay all. Look at verse 21. Now, the king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the persons that is released, released from the captivity and take the goose for yourself. The things you, you took, take them. But look at what Abraham said, 22. But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I would take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap, and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abraham rich. You see, now look at verse 24. Let me, let me finish reading. 
except only what the young men have eaten and the portion of the men who went with me and there is called Mamre, let them have take their portion so Abraham had a company of warriors and out of the company's uh, booty he paid tithe of four it means that if you have a company listen who try and pay company tight organizational tight is important and pay yourself so Abraham was what a covenant practitioner who built chapels altars he also paid tithes and so God blessed him you can't envy Abraham God bless Abraham to be a blessing now Let's learn a few things about Abraham. Look at, look at verse 18 again. He paid tithe to who? A man called, a man called what? A man called what? Melchizedek. Who was Melchizedek? Let's end on this note before I, I sit down. Hebrews 7, verse 1 to verse 3. Who was he? Who was he? For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. So this is the, the, the man that Abraham met, the priest of the Most High. He was a priest. And he served Abraham with wine and, uh, and the bread. Actually, if you eating, if you take communion, you must pay tight. They go on in hand. Yeah. So he blessed Abraham. That's two. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. So when you are blessed, tight of all. First, being translated, king of righteousness. And then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace. Now, these designations are about Jesus. And I'll show you. King of Salem or Jerusalem, which represents the church. Okay. Now, this man is without father, without mother. Now, how many of you don't have a father? Yeah, I'm not going to don't have a mother. Okay, no mother, no mother. You're a mother? Okay. Without genealogy, that means that this man didn't have any descent. That means that you can't trace his great, 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 great grandparents. That is Mekisedek. Let me give you an example. Years ago, when I was growing in secondary school, we learned about nomenclature. That is naming, how names run, okay? So, for instance, there's a book that a certain man wrote from Legon, a Legon Natural. And I was reading the book. So I was naming, I went to the gun part. Those were guns, gun tangbe, okay. And I saw Ayuku. So I took it. So Ayuku, you start from the, the root of the name. Put ku away and start Ayi. So every name has a root. So it said Ayite, Ayikwe. Are you kind? Are you kindly? Are you cho? Is he? Are you kako? Are you kwe? Are you? Are you? It's all A Y. A Y. Are you? Are So the man said that all these people, are you kwe? They have a root in Nungwa. I said, oh, so are you kwe? I come from Nungwa. <laughs> Even pure, I mean, it was a real research that was done. And the man was saying that sometimes he some Ayuku in 
they be living at uh, Adam. It's because those times they had they had farms beyond where they lived in Noah. Or some of them were fishermen. So they would go and fish at Nongwa, and then they would move all the way to that place and make life there. But the real root is on Nongwa. Now, this man called Mekisedek, nobody could trace his roots. The man who Abraham met, he couldn't trace his roots. Continue. Having at the beginning of days, no end of life, but made like the son of God, remains a priest forever. So that man was Jesus Christ who appeared in the Old Testament. Like the son of God who appeared in the oven, the furnace, where Meshach and Shadrach, the Abednego, were put into. Are you hearing me? The fourth person was called what? The son of God. So that man was Christ. Look at something shocking. Look at verse um, 7, verse 8, verse 8, verse 8. Here, mortal men receive tithe, human beings. And we stand here to receive tithe, you see us standing. But there, where he is now in heaven, he receives them, of whom it is witness that he lives. So Jesus, and making said that it's a life forever. So when you pay tithe, you are paying tithe to Jesus, no man. And God will prosper you and bless you so you can pay tithe and you can go more and go more and go more and go more. Yes. A story is told last week where we had a visitation from some pastors who were just chatting. And then one pastor, this story was shared by my wife last Wednesday, okay. We are at home now, our place, and we are chatting. And this big man came to this pastor's office to, dem- to deposit money. And he asked him, the man, the man is a bediaku, the bediaku, the bediaku, no, that's a name, all right. The man made so much money. So he asked him, how, how did you make money? The man said, oh, I, people don't ask me, but I'll tell you. The man said he was a contractor, but he lost, I mean, he didn't, wasn't getting contracts, so like he was giving up. But he went to uh, his hometown and for something or something, and he went to church in the classroom. I think Presbyterian Church or so, one of them went to church. And the pastor was raising funds for a new chapel they wanted to build. So when the pastor said it, as he was sitting down there, ah, what should I do? So I told him, go, go. So he got up and told the pastor, went forward and said, I'll build the church. When he came back, he said, I didn't know why. <laughs> what have I done? Can I build this house? But when he came from the church and came back to Accra, suddenly contracts are coming. So the first things, the money he got, okay, to start, he took part and went to lead the foundation. When he started that, more contracts are coming. By the time he finished the contract, he had finished the building. According to him, that is how come God started blessing him. But they're good brothers. So he began, gave God gave an idea to start selling drugs, pharmacy, to start a pharmacy shop selling drugs. And he made so much. And from that shop, we have, uh, what's the name? What's the name? Ernest Chemist, who's the son of the man. Ernest Chemist. And all the children are doing very well because one person paid tight and built a church for God. You see? May that be your portion. 
you see, when you receive and give, it come, keeps coming. The world runs on one covenant. Last scripture, then I close. Genesis 8, verse 22. The whole world is running on one law. A law of world, sowing and reaping. It's a covenant. Look at that. As long as the earth remains, seed time and what? And harvest shall not cease. The day you cut the last tree, human beings will stop to live. We take oxygen and we give out the carbon dioxide. The trees take our carbon dioxide and they produce oxygen for us. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. So the day you stop giving, you die. Giving gives you life. Be a giver. Those who don't give, see how their faces look. Oh yes, I know. They are, when it's time for money giving, their face looks like they are dying tomorrow. They don't smile. Those who don't give, they don't smile. They don't. They are, they are somewhere. They are, they are weird. But those who give, oh, they see, they see them smiling, dancing, and praising God. May that be your portion. Hallelujah. You don't pray for money. You enter into covenant for the money to come. Stop praying, Lord, give me 10,000. Yes, God can give you some small. But the real thing that will change your life for good is when you enter a covenant of what? Sowing and reaping by giving your tithe. Church, build one church for God before you die. Stand on your feet right now. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Little two ones up. Lord, I want to be more like you. Jesus, Lord, I want to be more like you. Want to be a vessel you went through. Lord, again Lord, Lord, I wanna be more see the song be like you Lord Jesus
answer to God and make a promise. You never beg. You trust God, only God. I will trust only God for my life. I will trust only God for my building. Only God for my children. I will trust God. So everybody can, can boast and say, I've made Ayuku rich. I've made Nikwe rich. I've made Seth rich. Believe God today that God can bless you. God can bless you to achieve results. God can bless you. God can bless you. Pray to God, everybody. Pray. Shanda Bazaka. Pray to God. Tell God you will never beg. You will never, never beg. You are trusting Him. You, in the midst of the storm, you trust Him. You will never, never, never fall again. You will trust the Lord to live. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All eyes closed, all heads bowed. If today's your first time, Jesus loves you. Hell is not the place you should be. No. God made you so that he would win you. He will have you in his kingdom. If you are not born again, it's a dangerous thing to do. You can die any time. Just like Proverbs says, we have a proverb, green leaves can fall and dry leaves can also fall. So you don't have any particular right, not so much. You want Jesus in your heart. You want, to, you want to die and go to heaven. You must have Jesus in your heart. Wherever you are, raise your right hand to God and I'll pray for you right now. Jesus will come into your heart and live within your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, if you can see me on the screen, wherever you are, say, Lord Jesus. Let's say with the Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sin. On the third day, you rose again. I accept you as my Lord and my personal savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. If you have blessed this body, give a clap of friend right now and take your seats now. We hope God has ministered to you and you've been touched by the word which was brought to you by Reverend George Ayiku, Senior Pastor of Love Community Chapel. You can locate Love Community Chapel at Bubuashi, Ogle Road and adjacent to the AMA sub office. You can join us for any of our three services. First service, 6.30 a.m. in English. Second service, 8 a.m. in English. And third service, 10 a.m. in English with tree translation. For more information, please call 0302-231017 or visit www.lovecommunitychapel.org. You can also visit Love Community Chapel on Facebook. 